With everything happening in Ukraine right now, I've already made two podcasts so far in a deeper dive that helps uh, at least see the different sides of the stories that are circulating right now, because it really does seem like the left and the right political paradigm hated each other during COVID, which seems to be over now for some reason, mask mandates rolling back and uh, everyone seems to be holding hands and singing Kumbaya and solidarity for the Ukrainians, almost as if Russia, Hollywood, villain, bad, Ukraine, just completely good. NATO, US, completely good. We've done all these things in the past, but it was okay when we did it. And now we're looking at Russia and saying, nope, won't have it. So the biggest thing that I'm trying to drive home here is that all roads don't seem to lead back to Putin. They don't seem to lead back to Ukraine. It's not NATO. It's not the United States anymore. All roads lead back to Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset Agenda. So if you want to understand a little bit more about how all this cybersecurity and the hackers coming to the aid of Ukraine and Russia may have to do with an underlying agenda that, I don't know, conspiracy theorists have been talking about forever, then you might want to check out this video. So smash the like button, comment below, share the video out, subscribe to the channel, and take this microdose of infinity. You'll be fine, I promise. Welcome back to Waking Infinity News. I'm your host, Ben Joseph Stewart. A couple weeks ago on my podcast, I had Lee Camp. He's on Russia TV. He has a show called Redacted Tonight. Very awesome show. One of the main reasons I even got into doing a news show like this. Well, the very following week, literally one week after that, Russia invades Ukraine. And shortly after that, Russia TV gets swatted out of the United States. So not just Lee Camp, but everyone in Russia TV loses their job. Lee Camp's show, Redacted Tonight, literally redacted. And I would love for you to support him. Go to patreon.com backslash Lee Camp. So not long ago, we were all talking about COVID and the left-right paradigm were at each other's throats, disagreeing. And there was the Freedom Convoy, again, left-right paradigm, at each other's throats, disagreeing. And now all that's over. Why? Russia invaded Ukraine. Nobody's talking about anything COVID anymore or anything going on up in Canada anymore. Even though the Emergencies Act was pushed through, we're all talking about Russia and Ukraine. Get the attention over there. Why? What's happening over here? Well, a QR code vaccine passport tracking system was pushed under the guise and many even red states have said, yeah, we'll do it. It's private, it's not Biden, it's a private thing. So let's just say yes to it. Nobody's talking about that. Nobody's talking about COVID anymore. Why? Well, it seems like the next step of the great agenda that is upon us is underway. But before you get really worried about that, understand there are really good solutions and there is a silver lining to all this, but we can't get into that without really showing you what the problem might be. Do you remember not too long ago, Klaus Schwab was saying that something would dwarf the COVID-19 pandemic? Let's check it out. We all know, but still pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario 
of a comprehensive cyber attack which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply, transportation, hospital services, our society as a whole. The COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. To use the COVID-19 crisis as a timely opportunity to reflect on the lessons the cybersecurity community can draw and improve our preparedness for a potential cyber pandemic. Yeah, Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum. Man, they go way back. A lot of leaders that are in power today actually come from the World Economic Forum's young global leaders. Interestingly, so is Vladimir Putin. Does that mean he's in the back pocket of Klaus Schwab? Not necessarily, but should you at least do a double take and wonder if this is all global theater? Sure, absolutely. If you're not just using news to make you feel more validated in your already very firm beliefs, if you want to reveal some hidden truths, not only to the world, but to yourself, learn and grow and have some questions that at least peel back and refine the philosophy of what's going on in the world right now, then yes, you should absolutely do a double take. Vladimir Putin, Tulsi Gabbard, Trudeau, and much of his cabinet were all young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. It almost seems like all of this is theater and it's step-by-step -step processes to manufacture our consent so we don't realize that this is one great reset. No, we just want to talk about lower on the totem pole geopolitical things and say bad, bad Putin. Well, let's take a look at this video on Klaus Schwab on how they penetrate all these cabinets of power. The young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, half of this government, are actually young global leaders of the world. We penetrate the cabinets. The change is not just happening. The change can be shaped by us. We have to prepare for a more angry world. How to prepare? Take the necessary action to create a fairer world. I see the need for a great reset. The people assume we are just going back to the good old world which we had and everything will be normal again. This is, uh, let's say, fiction. It will not happen. There is only one way this pandemic is going to go. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. The next crisis is already waiting for us around the corner. And it is the climate crisis. So my question to you is, how could this thing going on with Russia and Ukraine be the next step of the Great Reset Agenda? How do the sanctions on Russia play into this? How does cryptocurrency seem to play into moving us into a cashless society where everything is gamified and tokenized by using the fog of war of Russia and Ukraine? Well, let's take a look. Putin's invasion of Ukraine has led Western countries to enact truly unprecedented sanctions. 
Russia is now under an immense amount of economic pressure. But Putin knew this would happen, and he still decided to invade. So he must have had a plan to evade these sanctions and keep the Russian economy going during the war. Well, the obvious answer is just use crypto. Russian officials are now looking at cryptocurrency. Crypto is looking like it could potentially be an escape hatch. On top of everything else awful about Putin, He's also into crypto. If Putin can't accumulate a meaningful amount of crypto through traditional means, and he also can't build crypto reserves through the black market, what are his options? Well, he could steal it. And this is actually already happening. Ransomware is one of the most common ways for criminals to acquire cryptocurrency. Hackers load up the victim's computer with software that encrypts critical data. Then, in order to unlock the data, the victim has to send the hacker Bitcoin. This is becoming more and more of a problem, and Russian hackers were able to capture 74% of global ransomware revenue last year. But this won't solve Putin's problems. Even though Russia leads the world in ransomware attacks, they only generated $400 million. Certainly a massive amount of money, but not nearly enough to fund a war effort. Even though it's clear that Putin would love to use crypto to evade sanctions, it doesn't look like he can. And that's why the United States Treasury Department said that they weren't overly worried about crypto undermining the effort to choke off Putin's access to capital. The scale of what Russia needs to move is just not compatible with the current crypto markets. And Putin actually said that he wasn't interested in using cryptocurrency for international energy transactions back in 2021. We obviously shouldn't take anything that he says at face value, but if Putin did think that crypto would be his sanction escape hatch, wouldn't he have started to accumulate crypto years ago? Crypto is an incredibly controversial issue. There's a lot to love about it, and there's a lot to hate about it. But one thing is clear. Crypto probably won't be helping Putin anytime soon. But it can help the people of Ukraine. There are now official Bitcoin and Ethereum addresses where you can send donations. The addresses have been verified, and millions have been donated already. Anonymous has hacked the Russian Ministry of Defense and leaked some data. The leak contains a database of phone numbers, emails, and passwords belonging to Russian military officials. Many of the hacked emails end in milled or gov.ru. In other words, these can only belong to the Russian military and government. The Russian Ministry of Defense will have locked down accounts, and whilst it won't take them long to recover from this, the whole idea will have been to create as much disruption as possible to the Russian military's operations. But Anonymous did not stop there. Things got a whole lot more interesting in a different operation, which also has happened only in the last day or so. A group calling themselves Anonymous Liberland teamed up with a hacking group going by the name Pwnbar Hack Team. They hacked into the Belarusian's weapons manufacturer, Tetrada, or however it's pronounced. Anyway, this company makes weapons for the Russian military, and they're said to have been instrumental in providing logistical support for Putin's invasion of Ukraine. But how did this duo gain access? Apparently through a Microsoft Exchange vulnerability, proxy logon. Ah, Microsoft. Fur. Should have seen that one coming, but I didn't. This allows an attacker to bypass authentication to a Microsoft Exchange email server and gain admin privileges. The Conti cybercrime group has declared full support of the Russian government. If you're not familiar, Conti is one of the world's most prolific and dangerous ransomware gangs. Conti released a statement on their dark web blog saying they're announcing full support of the Russian government. If anyone decides to organize a cyber attack or any war activities against Russia, we will use all possible resources to strike back at the critical infrastructure of the enemy. Raid Forums, a popular cybercriminal forum, has apparently imposed restrictions on Russian users. An admin posted, any user found to be connecting from Russia will be banned. This is not a joke. The Ukrainian military is openly reaching out to Ukrainian cybercriminals, encouraging them to put their skills to good use and volunteer for the military cyber units. 
They have a Google Forms page for people to apply through, and it shows they're looking for people with skills such as social engineering, red teaming, and threat intelligence. And Ukraine could use greater defensive cyber capabilities. For example, the Belarusian state hacking group UNC1151 has been targeting Ukrainian military personnel with phishing campaigns. Soldiers have been receiving emails saying, click the link below and verify your contact information, otherwise your account will be irretrievably deleted. So basically what I'm showing you is that even Ukraine is calling all hackers, calling all hackers, come to our aid, and others are coming to Russia's aid. And they're all talking about what? Destabilize the other country. Destabilize them. How could that go wrong, calling all these hackers? Just like Zelensky let people out of prison and armed them. Or so the news says, because who knows? Again, it might all just be theater. But what could go wrong with all these hackers moving cryptocurrency around? I think this may be a way to destabilize things to where maybe certain regions the grid could go down under the fog of not just war, but the fog of the grid going down. You can move a lot of money around without it being seen by other people. That's what I think is really happening here. There are very interesting financial class movements that are happening in tandem and even just before, like precognition, just before these world events happen. Just coincidence? Why not? Same with Event 201. And same with Cyber Polygon, which is Klaus Schwab saying that there will be cyber attacks that will dwarf the COVID-19 pandemic. How would he know that? Well, somehow he does. Before you get super scared about all of this, again, as I said, there is a silver lining here. And that silver lining is you. You are an incredible instrument of beauty and magic. But if you spend all of your time focusing on the problems of the world that are out of your control and no time working on your breathing, your peace of mind, and the health of your body, then you might as well take that gooey bath and hook yourself up to the matrix yourself. You are not alive here to pine over things that are out of your control. We are here to spiritually and consciously grow, learn, and develop intentionally put your feet on the cold ground and breathe that cold air and understand that your ancestors, they had to deal with the elements. They had to deal with cold and heat. They had to deal with the lessons that nature and this intelligent planet has given us. So if you're not listening to nature, at least as much as you are your phone, you're in for a big surprise. Have you heard of Xenobots? Do you know there's companies making robots that want to use your likeness forever and your voice forever? Those two things that hold the signature of your soul and put them into a Westworld kind of robot? Well, if you didn't, go over to benjosephstewart.com, sign up, become a member, and you will see exactly what I'm talking about as it's rolling out in real time. It's astonishing. All right, I'm done. So with that being said, I love you all. I'll catch you next time on Waking Infinity News.